self-love advocate and you are on another episode of the love right now show this is a special show i'm so 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 excited um because for the second time hey got some live action for the second time i have a guest um this is episode 10 um, where we're going to talk about healing on our journey um, and I have a special guest, Mel Mosley. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to tell you in just a minute how I met Emel and how our paths have recently crossed again and getting into why she's on the show today. Um, but as always, as always, I like to start the show recognizing a person or group of people who are self-love slaying in the street. And I want to recognize my fellow Texas Bama, my birthday twin, <laughs> twerk sister, Beyonce, who dropped an album live, actually, while performing on the run two with her husband, Jay-Z. She dropped the album with her husband, Jay-Z, called Everything Is Love. Um, you all know how I feel about love. So love cannot be boxed. It is ever flowing. And I just want to recognize sis, um, because she chose to be vulnerable with her story in terms of getting through after dealing with infidelity and whatnot. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am so, so excited that first the album is jamming <laughs> and then that there's some real messaging there so let me tell you about some of the tracks that i absolutely love the tracks that i love are probably well first of all i love summer and that starts it off and i also love hold on one second y'all we we got a little baba's coming in on my show what's, what's <laughs> going on baba what you need what you need <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, boo. Go ahead. Go ahead. By the way, this is Brooke. She's picking up her cookies. Okay. All right. So, you know, I keep it real. Bob is coming in to get some food. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have an audience anyway. So, we just going to keep it moving. You know, a man's got to eat, you know. So... <laughs> that, you good, boo? You sure? Yes. You good? <laughs> I need to, uh, wait. Huh? So I bring the cookies back? So wait. No, go ahead and bring her cookies, yeah. So she's like, yeah, bring my cookies. Okay, <laughs> all right. So back to the show. <laughs> back to the show. Beyonce, Jay-Z, everything is love. Um, I love summer. Summer makes me feel like 
I want to move to an island mm-hmm. and make love on the sand all day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 like real talk, it's such a great love song. I really like it, and it's it's jamming. And what comes after summer? Who's listening to the album? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I did start so. listening to it. Yes. It flows so well. I don't even. It's. I love the flow of that album. It's awesome. That y'all are hearing the voice of Carla. Say hey, hey Carla. Hey, hey. She's um a newly named ambassador of the Woman's Earth, one of our ambassadors. Um, but Ape Shit just got me I I can really get crunk off of that. You know, it's really a good song. I love it. It's it makes me go a little hmm. ape shit. Um, <laughs> And then what's three? What's three? My mind is going blank. Mm, um, something with boss. Yes, boss. <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh, boss. That's like the anthem for all the boss babes. Is that the one in the Lolo's girl? Is that that? That's one? not that one. Okay. That's not that. One. <laughs> That's not that. That's seven one three. Okay. Yep. Yep. You know, paying homage to that H town. <laughs> um. So, and I like that one too. I like nice. <laughs> nice makes me feel like it's like the Virgo anthem, I think, you know, in terms of <laughs> just, you know, you fool with who you fool with, you don't who you don't, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I just like the, the attitude and just everything about that song. So I love the album. Um, I'm still working my way through it, but I do love the vulnerability and I do love how they waited until things got right, apparently, before they finished and, and released it. And there's something to be said about being authentic when you're going through stuff. And, and, and we can share what we want about ourselves. We're not obligated to share anything right. that we're not comfortable with sharing. But when we choose to, you know, it can really give us a sense of empowerment because that's a way to connect with all living things is when we see ourselves and other people. And so I just really have been enjoying witnessing that journey. And I love music, so it's jamming. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up. So now that we've recognized our self-love slaying in the streets, (laughs) I want to formally introduce my guest today on the Love Right Now show, and it's Emel Mosley. How are you, girl? I'm fabulous. Yes. Let me... Tell them how we met. So as you all know, if you've been following me and listening to the podcast or even following the Woman's Earth pages, uh, we recently celebrated five years at the Woman's Earth. And we had an amazing celebration um, that I chatted about in episode nine with Baba at the Buffalo Soldiers Museum. It was awesome. So, but, you know, there are what I call day ones, you know, and day one is pretty much anybody that... Is is not crazy, but also <laughs> I can't say everybody, but everybody that's not crazy and um, came to programming in the beginning, you know, um, at the first studio on Arbor Street, and Emel is one of those people, and so our paths recently crossed again um, because she is fitness teaching. She's starting to share her story about her involvement and her healing journey. And she caught me up since the last time I saw her. And I was like, whoa, sis, (laughs) that's a lot of good stuff. That's a lot of transition, you know, and I saw a lot of my story in hers. So 
so that you can hear from her and we can learn a little bit about who she is. Email, why don't you tell us about, you know, where you're from? Okay. And by the way, there are five beautiful women here in the in this in the studio. I'm here at the studio in Houston, Texas, the woman's earth. Third ward, stand up. <laughs> um, and there are five women here. They just took Emel's kickboxing class. Um, we had a small intimate celebration of the summer solstice. Happy yeah. summer solstice, everybody. Yay. I hope you're utilizing this energy with attention setting. Um, and just really going within and reflecting as this, this could be the trailer of the rest of your year, rest of your life, you right. know, just really taking advantage of all this high energy after experiencing the longest day of the year. So where are you from? Where, who are you? What you repping? <laughs> what you claiming? Who your people? <laughs> well, my name is Emel, like she said, and I'm from New York. Um, hey now from New York yes um I've been in Texas for three years okay. so I moved to Houston uh three years ago actually I moved June I think June 14th was wow. the day that I moved 2015 so just hit three years okay so you're having an anniversary it's your anniversary month yes, you're his your Houstonian <laughs> anniversary month happy anniversary <laughs> thank you thank you so yes I've been in Texas for three years um Let's see. Um, I've been a dance fitness instructor for five years, mm -hmm. but I've been a dancer my whole life. My mom was in. My mom is still an African dance teacher, mm -hmm. so um, you know, I was dancing in the womb basically, and mm -hmm. everywhere she went, there I was. So I've been dancing since I could walk. Um, she put me in all types of dance, you know, when I was three years old. Uh, so I've done all types of dance, um, awesome. and I've always loved fitness, so yeah. I, I put them together, and that's what I do now. I also have a, a background in the medical field, so. Mm -hmm. What do you love me. about Houston the most so far? Um, I love the food. Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a little bit of everything here, right? Yes. Right. There is. I love that. I'm from a small. I'm from New York, but I'm from a small town, mm -hmm. and so we don't have um, many options. What small town are you from? I'm from Hudson, New York. And it's how how many hours away from New York? Um, it's about two and a half hours from New York City. Okay, awesome. So yes. that's like going to Austin from here. That's not far at all. Yes. And okay. so it's it's accessible to the city. But mm -hmm. born and raised, that's where I was. So it was. Very diverse, um, mm -hmm. but not a lot of options of things to do, places to eat, you know, that type of thing. So, so you came to Houston and was like, yes! <laughs> My type of place. Yes. I love that about Houston, too. I've been here, obviously. I'm a native Houstonian, so but I love a little too much sometimes. <laughs> how you can pretty much find any type of cuisine here. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. So I'm going to ask you to open that for me so I can love you. But um, so... What are some of your challenging experiences along your healing journey? Challenging experiences. Okay, so I'll just kind of say that um, growing up, I was very uh, happy, confident. Um, life was, was not really hard and rough for me growing up. Um, mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends. I grew up in um, actually a predominantly white area like where I lived. My mm -hmm. school was white until I was in about fifth grade. Okay. Um, but my mom was very connected to the community, um, very into culture and arts. Uh, she has her own arts and education center. So very connected to the black community. Um, my mom is Puerto Rican also. So dancing, very, mm -hmm. very, very well-rounded and exposed. Um, but 
uh, so so moving moving forward out of high mm. school, I didn't really face many rejection. Um, like I applied to colleges, I got accepted. Uh, you know, I, I tried out for the dance team, I tried out for the sports team, I got it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, it, I didn't face rejection, and so my confidence was right, it was good. And um, into my twenties is when things kind of took a turn, and so uh, challenge. What really started to be a challenge for me was my confidence. Uh, when okay. I first, my faced rejection, I would say. When did you, when did you face rejection? Like um, the most. When I graduated um, with my bachelor's, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't find a job. Okay. And so that was, like I said, everything else that I, you know, if I needed to study for a big test or get into college, mm-hmm. whatever it was, I always got, you know, I worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't handed to me, but I, I always was accepted. And, you know, uh, so that was, that was really hard on me. Mm-hmm. It was really, really hard on me. And mm-hmm. my confidence, you know, now um, as part of my growth, one of the things that I did um, intentionally was make a timeline to mm-hmm. see the, the things that happen in your life and how they affect you because sometimes you don't know how you got here. Right. And you're right. like, how did I get here? And so I made a timeline. You well, made a timeline. I made a timeline. That's what's yes, up. I made a timeline. And that really was the, when you look at it, you're like, oh, okay. And that was the first wow. thing. Wow. That that's the first like, thing. that's pretty dope though. Like, I need to make a time. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, but woo, that's good yeah, though. Show you some things. But Absolutely. Make a timeline. Yes. So that was that was the first hit for me. Uh, okay. So when did you reach that point of enough is enough? And we probably need to backtrack a little right. bit because you you experienced that rejection, yeah. um, and, and it clearly could have been the climate. You know, I mean, I think. I mean, I even remember when I graduated, and I know I'm older than you, and I and I experienced the same thing. And it's like more and more mm-hmm. of you know graduating, um, more and more college graduates are experiencing this. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I've worked this hard, I've spent all this money on this education, right. and my mother has, or my father has, or they both have, or somebody has. Sally Mae, somebody <laughs> spent the money, and I can't find a job. You know. Real. Yeah, and so, but when you think about when you're going through it, you feel like you're the only one going through it, right? And that's pretty much what everything that you go through when you're like in it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't, you feel like I'm the only one, and then you don't reach out for help. And we talked about that, right? So tell us about okay, you moved to Houston. We talked about you moving to Houston. You've been here three years. You had your anniversary, but why did you move to Houston? So I moved to Houston for love. Come on, love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, my boyfriend at the time, he lived here in Houston, um, mm-hmm. so I moved to Houston um, for our relationship's sake, so, um, okay, what else was your question? <laughs> so that, that was it, so you <laughs> moved to Houston for your boyfriend? I moved to Houston, yeah. And then what happened? And um, things were, of course, great how they are, you know, mm-hmm. and then about six months, uh, everything started to change, mm-hmm. and so things just kind of went in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't happy, we mm-hmm. were fighting, and... It just was like a whole different reality than than what I thought it would be, mm-hmm. and so it just really took a toll on. I would say that the like I said, the first hit to my confidence was when I graduated. Now that was, um, let's see, I probably was twenty twenty three or twenty four, you know, and so mm-hmm. that was that was in two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I moved to Houston twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So the two thousand eleven was just when it, I recognized that that's when it first started to to go down and think so other things happened and it, it was continuing going down my confidence, mm-hmm. um, you know how I saw myself. So by that time, 
2015, I wasn't I wasn't whole. I wasn't really where I was supposed to be anyways, moving into a relationship, let alone halfway across mm. the country by myself, no family, no friends. Wow. You know, the whole bit. Um, and it, it was a lot. The relationship I went into, it was it involved children, you know, his children. And I, I dived right in it. And I took on a lot. And I did a lot. And I did the mm. whole superhero woman thing. Yes. yes, it was a lot. And so uh, after, like I said, after the six months when things started to take a turn, like I said, I wasn't whole, you know, in the first place and mm-hmm. I was missing a lot of things. And so the the nature of the relationship, I would say, uh, besides physical abuse, was abusive in nature. Um, so to not be whole and to not be where you're supposed to be and then to be with On somebody else it. who has their own issues, yeah. who doesn't realizing, you know, that they're not uplifting you, they're actually bringing you down. Yeah. It, was, it was it was bad and it really took my self-esteem, my self-worth and everything. It, mm. it extra plummeted, like yeah. wow. plummeted, plummeted. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in this state where you have uprooted and moved to Houston. Yes. For love. <laughs> and then the relationship is not going the way it was planned. You have developed an attachment to babies. Yes. Um, but now when we talked about this before, you had told me how you realized I'm not even I don't even have a desire to do the things I want to do. Yes. So that was your question when was yeah. my breaking point. Yeah. So yes, my breaking point, um, to, to just realize how unhealthy I actually was, mm-hmm. was when I had no motivation to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thinking about it, it's like my stomach just, it, it, it's, it's kind of hard to say, you know, but yeah. it needs to be, it needs to be spoken. Um, yeah. So I'm saying it, but yeah, I really, um, you know, I had a business that I was working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to work out. I love to dance. I love taking new classes. I love meeting people. I'm social. I'm funny. Like I just mm-hmm. love having a good time. And so when I realized that, I didn't have any motivation to do any of those things. And I really, literally, I went to work and then I stayed in the bed. Like, yeah. I stayed in the bed. And that's all I wanted to do was just stay in the bed because sleeping was like, oh, I don't have to live in real mm-hmm. life if I just sleep. I mean, some people take it another step and they do some other things mm-hmm. to take away that pain and to get away from reality. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to do those things. But that feeling of I'm unmotivated and I really rather just sleep so I don't have to feel, mm-hmm. that's kind of that's scary yeah and and that's when i knew oh no this is i gotta make a change this is a toxic environment i need to get out of it yes and and i've been there that you know when i said in the beginning that your story i can see myself in your story i can i remember being in a state of depression and not being able to get out of bed and you know for those of you that might be experiencing this um you know, I am a fan of therapy. I'm a fan of picking up the phone and calling someone and just saying, I don't even know what I need, but I need something. And, and I, I need it I, I, I was very afraid to do that. I was and so why were you afraid? So ashamed. Mm-hmm. So embarrassed. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, my evolution has got me to the point where I am no longer. But then, I mm-hmm. mean, I just, my parents had one daughter, which is me. You know, I have two older brothers. One is autistic, you know, he's very severely autistic. You know, the other brother is also older than me. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, and my parents didn't put this pressure on me, but I just, because a lot of things are self, it come, it's mm-hmm. self-imposed. You, mm-hmm. you just, you just, it's just, you're just kind of making, you make it worse, you know, that's anxiety, it's yeah. not real, you know? So I just always grew up thinking I had to be this perfect person and I had to get good grades and I had to mm-hmm. play sports and I, you know, and, and I did those things. So that was 
like I said, that was my life. I was the homecoming queen, and I did play sports, and I did dance, and I was on, I did it all, and it was yeah. like, you know, and so I thought, I got to be this person, I got to be this person, I got to be strong. I, I was so embarrassed. I was just really, really ashamed of my mistakes, ashamed. Mm-hmm. I moved across the country, and mind you, everybody told me don't do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was like, my parents would never do that. My parents were always supportive. Mm-hmm. They never tore me down or said, don't do that, it's stupid. You know, other people did. Yeah. And other people tried to not, so not, you know, kind of nicely say, mm, yeah, don't do that, don't do that, you know? And so here I am mm-hmm. with what everyone said was going to happen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I was just so ashamed and embarrassed. Yeah. And so I didn't. I didn't, I didn't reach out for help, for therapy. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my friends. Like, I just kind of kept it all in, which makes the feeling worse. Yeah. It makes yeah. it worse. So many of us suffer in silence, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why spaces like this and the ones that you are creating are so important. Critical. Because you feel like you're the only one that is going through or has gone through this particular thing when that's just not true. And thank God, you know, we'll talk about that next. You pulled yourself out of it, you know, thank God. And and, and that has a lot to do with the confidence that you thought was lost, you know, because I do believe that whatever foundation is laid for us, no matter how far off the path we may get, if we just, Stay on just a little bit more longer. Right. That that foundation is going to come up, who because it's That's part true. of who you are. That's true. It's in your DNA, mm-hmm. and so um, you did something happened, and you woke up and you did what? I said I got to get out of this environment, mm-hmm. and I packed my bags mm-hmm. and I left. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this is, this, this is the person who came and helped me move my stuff. Whoa, oh, she's, here. she's here! Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our sister from Kansas. Yes. <laughs> she was the one person that I did have. Yes, oh, that's um, awesome. Sisterhood. Yes. It. It's it's important. Tribe life it's is important. amazing. And I, I didn't even know her that long, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. at then uh, at that point I didn't even know her that long. Wow, we weren't really that close. So cool. Wow. Well, she was there putting that stuff in my car. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So, sis is helping you pack your stuff. That's got to, even in the midst of what you were going through, to see that support in real life had to give you some type of relief. Yeah. Like, wow. You know, there obviously was no judgment. It was like, right. what you, let's get you out. Yes. And, and, there, and all of us have one, at least one person. Mm-hmm. And it might be somebody you don't want to, engage because you're afraid of what they may think you're afraid but all of us have at least one person that you know if you call them it could be the it could be the the uh security guy at your job (laughs) i don't know but there's somebody that you know that if you contact them and say i need help getting out of this or i need help they're going to help you or get you the help you need mm-hmm. and and it's so important to utilize those resources Definitely so while important. you didn't for initially eventually you did yes and so you moved out you got your own apartment yes within like two days <laughs> wow <laughs> i had my own apartment i was like i gotta get out of here and i was like all right i'm moving out and then two days later I had my keys <laughs> to my apartment. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
out I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so that was how long ago? That was a year and a half ago. So in October, it would be two years. A year and a half. What has happened since then? Because wow, we see yes. you now and we like, girl, we don't know what you're talking about. Girl, I need to see some ID. I need to see some journal entries. I don't know. I don't know. No way. No way. Like, hold up, sis. I have to move. I barely believe you. Like, wait. And you was there. You know what we going through. So, so, so what did you do? What, what, no, what's happened in the last year and a half? So, um, yeah, so I, I moved out and that was the first, you know, decision that, mm-hmm. that I know I needed to make some changes. Um, I would have to say that though there's, there's one specific person, you know, that I would say who, I mean, I know I had to do the work, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but she really was like that one person that, yeah. that, um, that gave me tools, that gave me tips. Um, I, we still say sister-in-law, even though I'm not married. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, to this guy anymore, but she basically, um, she, she was, she was there for me. She listened to me. She didn't judge, mm-hmm. um, me, you know, I felt safe with her to, to say all these things that, you know, you know, were kind of embarrassing that I participated in, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, she, she gave me some hands-on things that I could do, some things to write down. Mm-hmm. She gave me a couple books that I could read. Um, she does uh, women's empowerment things herself, so I attended some of those seminars. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was rough, I mean, because I would say for the first two months, I had no food in my refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I didn't grocery wow. shop, so I had no food. And it was weird because, like, you're doing this and you don't realize. And then one yeah. day I'm like, I have no food. <laughs> like. <laughs> How do yeah. I? I have no food. Mind you, I'm gaining weight. So how is this happening? Because I was ordering Domino's. Mm-hmm. I was drinking wine and eating popcorn like Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> sitting on the floor watching Netflix. And, and so I was I was taking steps, but it wasn't overnight. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was still, key. It, it was still right. things that were not right. Like I said, I didn't have food. I wasn't cooking. I wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. I was just eating takeout. I, you know, I wasn't really, I still really wasn't engaging in doing the things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. But my environment was different. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my space, right? And it right. was my vibe, and it was my peace. It was some peace of mind, yeah. And so it was a step in the right direction. So I started to do some of the hands-on things. But you have to, like you said, sometimes you only have that one person. But that sometimes that's all you need, yeah, is that one person. And honestly, at that point, I still hadn't talked to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, my parents, you know, I'm gonna let them hear this. They'll be hearing it for the first time. And Come, hey, mama, time. hey, daddy. Wow. Wow. Oh my they, god. My, <laughs> Mom, Dad, you should be very, very, wow. very proud. Wow. I haven't really, you know, really told told my story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, wow. you just have to start somewhere Yeah. and take the steps. And sometimes you just have to have, even if it's the one person that you feel safe, that you know is not going to judge you, um, and, and that you, you, can, you can be honest. Because people honestly can't give you the right support they can't give you the right feedback the right answers mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't open up and and being vulnerable is hard um, yeah. but that is that's part of my my evolution is that I learned the importance of being vulnerable you yeah. you got you got to find at least somebody that you can trust mm-hmm. um that you that you, you can open up to and and I mean it's good at whoever it is 
to have somebody to open up to, but you also have to pay attention to who that person is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, are they where you're, are they where you're at? Are they, you know, what do they have in their life? You know, what have they gone through? You know? And so this is somebody who is uh, at least uh, 10, maybe 15 years older than me, Mm -hmm. you know, like an older sister figure who, um, you know, has been married for 20 something years, who Mm -hmm. has been through a lot of uh, different relationships with friends Mm -hmm. and family. and, And I mean, she, it, she was she was a blessing like like yeah. like like I was with this guy really because be, to meet her because mm-hmm. she had everything that I needed like yeah. specifically and maybe everybody doesn't have that yeah so if you don't have I mean this this amazing woman empowerment person who's mm-hmm. plopped in front of you when, right. when you're at your low um you know read books reach out um what books groups. what book would you recommend um <laughs> the, the book that I actually read first in this whole thing was uh, a book called Why Men Love Bitches. <laughs> Okay. And uh, have you read that book? I haven't read it. It's a really good book. Um, it's I can't think of the author right now. Okay. Um, but yes. uh, Why men love bitches? Why love men bitch? Why men love Love bitches? bitches. Okay. Um, it's a catchy title, but really the word bitch in the title I'm sure is for for marketing purposes. Mm -hmm. But in the book, the word bitch is interchangeable with the word queen. Wow. Mm. So she's saying why men love queens. And it's uh-huh. and, and it's geared towards the the too nice girl, which that was always me, kind mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. too nice. You know, too nice. You say yes when you want to say no. Mm-hmm. People tend to take advantage or walk all over you, um, or you know, you just you just kind of yes everybody because you just want everybody to be happy. You know that mm-hmm. type of thing. And maybe you think that doing you think that your actions and what you do and what you mm-hmm. show people that's how you're going to get them to love you, mm-hmm. or you think that they'll appreciate you. And 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 when you give too much of anything, anything in abundance doesn't has low value. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always say that if at your job they give you free lunch um, every single day, you go to you expect it. You know, you it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean anything. That's what you get free lunch every day. But if they did free lunch once a month. On that one day, you'd be like, yes, free lunch. You'd be free happy. Lunch day. Like, Woo, yeah. yeah. But every day, you'd be like, and then if it didn't come, you'd be like, where's my lunch? Where's my lunch? With an attitude. Like, yeah. wait, you forgot that mm-hmm. this was free, right? <laughs> yeah. So, that, it's kind of like, so the book, basically, the point is yeah. in, in um, you know, gauging your giving and, mm-hmm. and uh, getting, the, getting the appreciation and the respect and understanding your value um, yeah. and without the guilt. And, uh, yeah, so that was the book that... I love that. It's good. And, I mean, it, it is geared towards women in in, uh, in in respect to men and remote romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. But you can apply the point of it to any type of relationship. Any type of relationship. And, and the way that I was was the way that I was. So I was that way with my friends. I was that way with my family. I was that way with, you know, my romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And I realized at the end of the day, I'm disappointed in my people, relationships, mm-hmm. um, and I am, I am sad and I'm trying to figure out why am I not appreciated and why am I not getting what I want out of life. And, you know, during that time, that's what I was really seeking the answer to. What am I, what am I doing wrong? What, what yeah. can I, how can I improve myself? And so that was the first book that made me realize, oh, okay, so I do too much. I love you know? how you, in, in your evolvement, you went through the process of putting up the mirror. And I think that mm-hmm. that is so important because in, in, a, in a lot of, during this process, it's easy to try try to shy away from that because you want to put the blame on someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're not taking their accountability away. Right. We're just taking the reins of our lives by saying, how am I contributing to this co-creation mm-hmm. in my life? How am I contr- contributing to this manifestation in my life? And once I figure out why, like doing a timeline, hello, thank you. <laughs> you know, then you can you can 
create behaviors that will give you the outcomes that you desire, you know, but that's taking ownership of right. your life. You know, that's, that's really expressing your power. Mm. And that's what you were doing. You were learning how to work the power you already have, yes. you know, and, but as opposed to giving it away um, when it, when it wasn't necessary. Correct. And I think that's, that's amazing. And it has brought you to this place. Yes. Yes. You know, it has brought you to this place where you're like, yeah, so I've been traveling around. I'm traveling with my job. I'm about to move to ATL start this whole big business and power other women. I think that's amazing. And I, and I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing your story. So I have to ask you this because this is the um, the question in the July issue for Oprah Magazine. So I'm an OMAG insider, so I'm all, I'm going to be plugging in OMAG a lot, okay. you know. But <laughs> but I love this question though. So every month we've had a new question to consider and ponder, and it this month is what would make you happy. What would make you happy? What would make you happy? I love the way the question is being posed uh-huh. because one may say, well, I'm already happy. Well, right. what would make you happy in the next moment? You know, like just I love how they didn't say what's making you happy. Right. But what would make you happy? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like because there's something maybe that you need to consider adding, removing, shifting, changing or doing nothing about to gain a sense of peace, mm-hmm. right? So I ask you the question, even in this very beautiful light that you are in right now, right? what would make you happy? What would make me happy? Honestly, um, I, I'm at a place where, yes, I, I am very happy and I got my confidence back and I feel great. Um, I'm still trying to improve, uh, yeah. you know, because there's still, still things that, that need work. Always, you're always going to need work. But at this point, I'm at the place where I would really love to to inspire other women mm-hmm. and to know that someone someone you know is is makes a change because mm-hmm. of something that I said. Yeah. And so what would make me happy would be knowing, you know, I mean I honestly don't even have to know, but mm-hmm. obviously knowing would 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 back would validate it for me, but that's what would make me happy to to be inspiring other women and other people mm-hmm. to to yeah. take that step and change your environment just taking taking steps to to getting getting your your confidence back mm-hmm. and you know uh taking your power back because we do yeah. have the power and and we deserve we deserve to feel amazing and feel yeah. great about ourselves and we deserve to to know our value and to stand up for what we believe in and who we are and like I said I said yes a lot when I wanted to say no mm-hmm. and you know that's not that's not a good feeling you know and um uh, yeah, so so it would really make me happy if other women made started to to take steps to come into that as well. Well, there are four other women in here <laughs> besides yourself, and we. I mean, I'm ha- I'm inspired. I don't know about y'all, so I hope that you leave feeling very happy and fulfilled. Thank you. Um, she worked out the ladies with the kickboxing dance, line dance. How was the class? How was the class, y'all? Oh my goodness! Wow, one of the best ever. (laughs) Why was it one of the best? It was 
Okay, so this is C. Marie speaking. I grew up with a mom who was like fitness everything. So I I critique uh, teachers based on not just their moves, but how much they're really into it and their passion and everything. So it like now I totally see where it comes from. Like it's just like she really has a passion for life and the dancing and just like lifting us up. I was like, yes, it's like being with my mama. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. That's beautiful. What about you, Brooke? Brooke from Jersey, New York. <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was wonderful. I have not exercised in a little while. So I needed to get going again. And mm -hmm. I really felt, you know, those my body moving. Mm -hmm. I felt it was fun because that makes it fun when you're kind of tired. When it's fun, you want to keep doing it. So for me, it was just awesome. That's beautiful. And then, hey, friend, hey. Hi, hey, friend. <laughs> so this is Sasha. And it was a great sweat. Of course, mm -hmm. I've attended um, Emel's class before, but it was definitely fun. She definitely pushed me. I was ready to um, stop, but I wasn't going to stop because I'm like, yeah, we're going to get it in. So I sweated a lot, and I really enjoyed it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I am so, so, so happy that you said yes when I said, hey, you want to do, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> this story is amazing. Um, but I do want to, to close with a couple of, of questions. First one, what do you do to maintain this new inner peace that you have? Mm. Okay, yes. So, yes, I do want to make that point that it takes work. Um, it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's a constant thing. You don't arrive. You don't get to this blissful place and then, mm -hmm. woo, then you just lay down and life just continues to be happy. So, you, mm -hmm. you have to constantly work at it. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. Working at your happiness, creating your own happiness is a thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a thing. Um, it's yeah. a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say identify the things that make you feel good mm -hmm. um, and identify the things that make you feel bad. And you have to make con you. It's a choice. This is your choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you're 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 growing. You, as a as a kid, as a teenager, you know maybe you can think you're a little victim, but you're not a victim. So forget the victim and make a choice. So, mm -hmm. um, for one, I always seek out different things. Like I try mm -hmm. new things because when you try new things, that's when you can figure out. Okay, I like this or I don't like this. Right. Um, right. And but you can't identify those things unless you go and try them. So I try. I keep trying new things to see mm -hmm. what makes me feel good and what doesn't make me feel good. And then I make the conscious effort to keep doing the things that make me feel good, empowered, motivated. Um, you know what gives me good energy or whatever, and I avoid you know the opposite. Right. Um. So for me, like I said, I love candles. Um, I love music. I'm not a TV person. So when I come in the house, I put on music. You know, mm -hmm. I'm always playing music because that's my thing. Um, I love dancing. Mm -hmm. I love fitness classes and uh, dance classes. So I go out and I do those things. Um, I read. Uh, I'm not, I've never really been a big reader, but I have identified. So like I said, I haven't been a big reader. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't really motivated to read books. Mm -hmm. But I identified that when I read, I read a lot of self-help books. So I'm reading this book and it's making me like motivated. I'm feeling good mm -hmm. and it's put me in good energy. So I said, okay, if I have just identified that reading makes me feel in the right energy every single day, I'm making a choice if I don't read then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to. So I read wow. motivational books. I listen to motivational things. Mm -hmm. uh, I attend, you know, stuff like this. It makes you feel good. Um, yeah. And I avoid the things that, that don't because one of the things before 
maybe I would be somewhere I didn't want to be because remember, I didn't have the confidence to say, uh-uh, I don't like this. I'm mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Y'all could do this. But I'm going home. You know what I mean? Or, but the way you just said it, I know you can say that <laughs> without a blink or a breath no, to think uh-uh, about it. Because yeah. my space, yeah. I got to protect this piece That's right, right here. here. Yes, like, yes. that is my priority. And I have no problem anymore mm-hmm. saying, nope, you ain't Boundaries. coming. Nope. Like, I love it. When Here's the thing. Everybody mad. If you would have talked to me, right? Okay. If you would have talked to me before, I wouldn't have had that whole thing going. Mm-hmm. But what happened is, is that I had to be stripped of all of that, and I had to be mm-hmm. taken to that point to understand yep. what happens when you don't protect your peace come on, sis. and you don't protect your space. Yes. And I made a promise to myself: oh hell to the no. Yeah. If it's if it's yeah. if it's coming in, if it's my peace of mind, nothing. Nothing is worth that. Like, wow. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We are 100% aligned there. No. Yeah. So, when it, like I said, if it threatens my peace, no. I don't mess with it because yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And I ain't going back. And I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And I know like. what it feels like. Yeah. And I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at all costs, I am mm-hmm. not going back. So, like I said, find out what makes you feel good. Find out what doesn't make you feel, you know, what makes you feel bad. And go to the things that make you feel yeah. good. And avoid the things that make you feel bad. And you got you to gotta know that. Protecting your peace is your priority. It could be your mom. It, it's going to be tough. It could be your best friend. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. people who you really would like the relationship to be great, but right. you can't control other people. And so yes. sometimes it's not going to yes. be what you just want it to be so bad. Yeah. Right. And it might be your own parent, you know, not for me, but it may be people that you don't want to do that with. Yeah. But when you get to that point and you feel that feeling, it's not nah. worth it. It's not worth it. I love it. It's not worth it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> Last question um, before we move into our mindfulness. What advice would you have for women who have faced similar challenges as you? There, She's going through it right now. What would you say to her right now? I would say to her, hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your struggle has a purpose. Um, your, your story needs to be heard and you have to get through it in order to tell it um i believe that we i I believe that part of my part of the purpose of my struggle and my story was so that i could do the work and build up to being the person that i am Mm -hmm. Um, because if if i was just coasting and life was great i wouldn't have had this i Mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't be this and then i wouldn't i wouldn't life is a cycle you know Mm -hmm. you come on this earth and then you're gonna die Mm -hmm. and to i i needed i needed that to have more of a you know more of something to give to others Mm -hmm. and so if you're going through it hold on there's light at the end of the tunnel um you can do it it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy but you can do it and it'll be worth every single every single sacrifice every pain it's just hold on because it's there it's coming and it's worth it and somebody is waiting to hear Mm -hmm. you know your story and Mm -hmm. hear hear your evolution and hear your growth and People are people are waiting for you, and yeah. so you gotta you gotta get through it. You gotta get through it. I think I'm gonna call this episode "Sis, Hold On." Sis, hold on. With Just Mel hold on, Mosley. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Thank you so yes. much, sis. Thank you ladies. for sharing your amazing, powerful, inspiring story. <laughs> yes. How can um, how can the the listeners get in touch with you or follow you? What are your social media channels? Um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram mm-hmm. is I am enough lifestyle. Love all it. spelled like those words. I am 
E-N-O-U-G-H, lifestyle, L-I-F-E-S-T-I-S-T-Y-L-E, sorry. Yes. Um, and my, my Facebook, uh, which I don't use as much, but my Facebook is my name, email, E-M-E-L, Mosley, M-O-S-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Those are the main things that I use in my mm-hmm. uh, email and my phone number and everything is, is on there. Okay, perfect. And I'll have that in the description as well. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm thank so, so me. happy Yay. that you were here. Yes, thank you. If you're still on the line, that means you must have listened to the end. So thank you for listening yes. to my story. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me. Awesome. Thank you, ladies that are here. This yeah. was really wonderful. So thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Well, if you if you can, um, at this point in time, you can close your eyes. And make sure that you're comfortable. If you are not able to close your eyes, um, just focus on these words. Taking three deep breaths in. I am love. I am light. All things are working in divine order and for my benefit, for my greater good. That even in the midst of the most challenging times in my life, as long as this breath continues to flow through my body, I have purpose. In the words of our sis, hold on. Do not give up on you. Do not give up on the foundation that was laid for you. Pick up the phone, call that person, call somebody, an agency, somebody, some resource available to you to give you the push and support you need to make decisions to steer you back in the direction of living your best, most fulfilled life. Ponder on the question, what? would make me happy. Really consider that question knowing that the only thing you can control is yourself. So not outside of yourself, but with yourself, who you are right here, right now, what would make me happy? And while some of those decisions to move you into a space of happiness may be change, may be a little uncomfortable, you are worth it. You are worth living a life where you feel protected, where you feel safe, where you are secure, and where you are happy. Deep breaths in and out. May love and light surround you. May you always know that you are not alone. And that as long as you have breath, you have purpose. If you can at this time, you can come back to the present moment. You can wiggle your fingers and toes. I feel so good. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm cool. I'm, I'm like about to cry. Girl, <laughs> let it let it out. Let it out. Oh my goodness. Wow. That was I was not you know how I'm like I'm trying not to cry. I'm so okay. emotional. Let it out. Steve Marie has called my podcast a thing, y'all. <laughs> Let, let, let me do the 
formal clothes so she can cry. <laughs> Even though I don't mind you crying right here, right now. Um, but <laughs> announcements coming up. Um, if you're local here in the Houston area, we would love for you to come visit the Woman's Herb Studio where we have regular yoga and dance fitness classes throughout the week. We also hold monthly um, women's circles and other amazing events like the one we had today where we invite guest teachers and instructors to come facilitate healing with us. Um, and be on the lookout for a new book club mm -hmm. I'll be doing with my tribe sister, Amber Foster. We're still working on the details, but be on the lookout for that. But it's going to be a book club like you've never been a part of before. Cool. If you're local in the Houston area, maybe we can do something for our online sisters too. So if you're in a situation and you feel like that you need to call someone, you need some support, I want you to pick up the phone. I want you to do that. And I want you to do that right now. If you are feeling like your confidence has left you, I want you to know that your power never leaves you. You just need to remember how to use it. And I want you to tap into that truth. And I want you to do that right now. If you feel like you need a space or a different environment so that you can be around like-minded people to, to inspire you, empower you, and give you the tools that you need, I want you to seek those spaces. I want you to actively position yourself to be amongst that space, that peace, that security. I want you to do that right now. And above all else and above all things, when you can do nothing else, choose love. Let love fill your heart. Let love surround you, your mind, and love right now this is your self-love advocate jay pierre raven and you have listened to another episode of the love right now show <laughs>